breaking news from The Athletic. This is Tim McMaster with Megan Montemurro, Phillies writer at The Athletic. JT Realmuto agrees to a five-year, $115 million deal to stay in Philadelphia. The annual value, $23.1 million. That breaks the record for a catcher in Major League Baseball. Uh, Megan, when they traded for Realmuto two years ago, almost exactly two years ago, the overall kind of belief was, well, they got to extend him then if they're going to give up that much to bring him over. Why did this take so long? Yeah, you figured after that first season when both sides clearly were comfortable with the other and it seemed like he was a great fit that they would figure it out sometime before the 2020 season. That didn't happen between the arbitration case and him really trying to push the catcher market through arbitration. And then obviously the pandemic cutting spring training short, I think, was was really the big thing in terms of not being able to agree to something before the season started because you know once it did you're already into july and august um for both sides at that point unless you know the phillies were really going to overwhelm him it didn't really make a ton of sense to make a deal until free agency at that point so yeah i would say it was partially just a bad break and both sides kind of holding out what for what each side wanted you know real muto and his camp really wanted to set the market for catchers going forward in the future uh, he wanted to break that Joe Maurer average annual value figure, which he did. So a lot of different factors, but I think ultimately, you know, it always seemed like Real Muto and the Phillies were the best fit, and ultimately they got the deal done. Yeah, absolutely. Now you you never know once free agency begins, though, right? And then the Phillies have changeover in the front office. Did that? Do you think there was any time during all that transition when the Phillies are changing, and that took a while that? Maybe there were some concerns within the organization that they wouldn't be able to get this done. Well, I think the good thing is even though there was a GM change and you had Dave Dombrowski coming in as team president on on the baseball side. Otherwise, I mean, you had a lot of the front office staying input. There wasn't a lot of change beyond that. So everyone at, at that point was pretty familiar, you know, what Real Muto was looking for and, and where they kind of stood on things. So I don't think it had a huge impact. I think the biggest thing was the Phillies wanted to make sure they weren't bidding against themselves and upping the price if there wasn't legitimate competition from other teams. So definitely a waiting out process, but I think it's good for both sides that something got done before camp started. Yeah, the length of this deal feels pretty good for the Phillies at five years. He'll be, you know, he'll be in his getting in his late 30s, but but not like you see some of these long contracts. Of course, we'll, I'm sure, be talking about Bryce Harper's deal for a long time and the, the length of that one and that sort of thing. Um, but when you look at this Phillies team with Real Muto the last two years, 81 and 81 in 2019, I mean, you could probably throw out 2020 because of everything that 2020 was, but they were 28 and 32. Um, It's been a disappointing couple of years when this franchise was supposed to start to compete again. So now what that now that they have him back and they know they have him going forward, Bryce Harper's there, you have some young talent. But how does this team get to that point of contending when it feels like they're kind of in that the worst place you want to be, which is kind of in between? Yeah, they're in a very weird spot. They are in this baseball limbo purgatory where they're not bad, but you look at them and you wouldn't consider them one of the top five teams in baseball, which is kind of what you need to be if if you're serious World Series contenders. Um, You know, I think this was a move they had to make. I mean, they would obviously be significantly worse going with a Andrew Knapp and potential veteran catcher combination um but the path to to getting over kind of the hump and finally getting back to the postseason 
really comes down to they need to address the shortstop position. There's the top three shortstops are still out there, including D.D. Gregorius. They really want to bring him back. And, you know, adding another proven arm in the bullpen would be huge. You know, they made some initial steps with that with uh, Alvarado and uh, Archie Bradley. Bringing those two guys in um, certainly helps. And I think the third thing, which might be a luxury, but bringing in a a veteran starting pitcher, somebody who can eat innings, because one of the challenges every team is going to face is how do do these guys go from pitching maybe 70 innings uh, in 2020 to pitching 150 plus, you know, the following year. So having starting pitching depth is going to be huge. And the Phillies don't really have a lot of proven guys or even top prospects waiting at the AAA level. So they really need to address that um, just, you know, through the natural progression of the season where you, you lose starters to injuries or ineffectiveness. You mentioned that they had to do this when you look at the catcher position. Um, I'll ask you this, though, one last question. Did they have to do this from a fan base PR perspective? Because you think back to Real Muto's time there, right? And the, the hashtag sign JT and, and Harper has been harping on this. And, and I think Archie Bradley, within hours of signing, kind of got the word out there. I mean, this has been a thing that if you don't bring him back, I think in a town like Philadelphia, you risk, I mean, not losing the fan base, but, but it's definitely not going to go over well. Yeah, I think it was both. You know, from the the baseball side of things, I mean, when they signed Bryce Harper two years ago, you are all in then for the next yep. six or seven years of his prime. Like, you cannot waste that. You took on the long deal, um, which will hurt at the end to, to be successful during his prime years. So, you know, when you go out and trade for a real Muto, the same thing applies. And so they had to do it from a baseball perspective. And I think, too, it extends to fans and and the perception of the organization that you can't let this guy walk. It's not like they had a phenom catcher waiting in the wings. And, you know, if, if they walk, then, okay, they see how this guy does, you know, this, it was, it was real new to our bus basically. And so um, it, it definitely would have impacted the clubhouse negatively if they hadn't gone out and re-signed him. Um, especially since it seemed, you know, like from, from the onset that it, he wasn't going to command crazy money this off season. So yeah, they, they had to do it on multiple fronts and I'm sure Phillies fans are ecstatic that he's back in the fold. Thank you for joining our breaking news coverage. Go to the athletics new headlines section for much more on this story to get great access to the athletics sports content, including Megan Montemuro's great content on the Phillies. Visit the athletic.com slash headline pod, where you can join for just three ninety nine per month. 